Euronet Plus Panorama is a weekly review of European news broadcast by our network of EU radio stations. Welcome back to Euronet Plus Panorama. The world came together this week for the UN 2023 Water Conference, which opened on World Water Day, Wednesday the 22nd of March, in New York. Its aim? To address the global water crisis. The conference, the first such gathering since 1977, has set itself the task of drawing up a water action agenda, a series of voluntary commitments from nation-states to improve the management of the world's water resources. UN Secretary-General Antonio Guterres did not mince his words during his opening address. We are draining humanity's lifeblood through vampiric overconsumption and unsustainable use and evaporating it through global eating. For its part, the EU has committed to helping 70 million individuals worldwide gain access to improved drinking water and sanitation by 2030, as well as to ensuring all EU residents have access to safe drinking water. This should be a fundamental right, not a luxury, Europe's Environment Commissioner Virginius Sinkevicius told Giniu Radias the day before the conference got underway. Our Lithuanian colleagues asked him what the EU's ultimate vision was in the context of this landmark conference. To make global society water resilient by 2050, access to safe drinking water and sanitation will be priorities for the European Union. We want this to be a fundamental human right, not a luxury. And also the protection and restoration of water ecosystems, which will contribute to sustainable development climate change mitigation and adaptation, with a particular emphasis on the most vulnerable regions. It is important to have an integrated approach to managing water resources across all sectors too, because today there is no communication. In my experience, it is only when countries are up against the wall with these problems that they begin to think more rationally about how to manage these water resources, otherwise water is wasted. By 2030, the EU also commits to improving the efficiency of its whole water treatment and supply infrastructure, and to promoting reduced water consumption through a range of measures. It's putting 24 billion euros in cohesion and recovery and resilience funding towards achieving its water-related goals. Commissioner Sinkevicius believes that the world's richest nations should indeed bear the brunt of the responsibility for solving this critical problem, but that a number of other key nations also have a role to play. This United Nations conference is chaired by the Netherlands and Tajikistan. This is a crucial partnership as the Netherlands takes the lead in Europe and Tajikistan takes the lead in Asia. Tajikistan is one of the countries facing the greatest challenges in terms of access to water, so I think their leadership will be very helpful. I have also spoken to my colleagues. We are actively working with Egypt the informal leader of African countries to find a joint agreement that we can present at this conference. African countries are the most vulnerable and feel the effects of climate change the most. Promoting cooperation between countries inside and outside the bloc in response to the ever-increasing risk of extreme water events, in other words, droughts and floods, is high on Brussels' to-do list. And it's not just countries in the south that are affected. 
It may come as a surprise to some, but even rainy Germany needs to improve its water management. The recent string of dry summers have not helped the already precarious plight of the country's forests, brought about by the timber industry's spruce monocultures and an influx of pests. In response, the German government launched a national water strategy earlier this month. One element of this strategy is to improve water infrastructure, enabling this lifeblood to be diverted from water-rich areas to water-poor areas, as Federal Environment Minister Steffi Lemke tells AMS. Die Folgen der Klimakrise für Mensch und Natur zwingen uns zum Handeln. The consequences of the climate crisis for people and nature are forcing us to act. Because the past years of drought have already left a clear mark on our forests, lakes and rivers and on agriculture, extreme weather events are becoming more and more common and they pose huge problems for local and state administrations. Despite many successes, the issue of water pollution is also far from off the table. With our national water strategy, we are pursuing a clear goal, to ensure that clean water is always available in sufficient quantities everywhere in Germany. To do this, our groundwater, streams, lakes and rivers must become cleaner. We also have to adapt our infrastructure, land use and urban development to the consequences of the climate crisis by storing water better in the landscape. Und dafür Wasser besser in der Landschaft speichern. According to a new report entitled Water Economy in Italy, which was presented to the Italian Senate on Tuesday, Italy in actual fact gets more rain than the Netherlands or Germany. Yet the country struggles with water shortages owing to an ageing infrastructure and the fact that vast quantities of drinking water are lost en route to citizens' sinks. The report was drawn up by Fondazione Italia Decide, a public policy research institute, and Osservatorio Proger, a multinational working in the fields of management, engineering and security. Radio 24 speaks to Osservatorio Proge CEO Marco Lombardi, who explains that the country's water distribution system is as leaky as a sieve. We do have water in Italy. Sure, there are climate changes. It rains less than in the past. But the real issue is that today water is not overabundant like it was in the past which partly concealed the flaws in the system. Out of the 34 million cubic meters that we collect, only 27 get into our supply system. The other seven get lost along the way. Italy, the country that invented aqueducts, is currently being fined €165,000 a day by the EU for infringements relating to a lack of purification systems and the failure to reuse wastewater. The report outlines all the holes in the system that now need to be plugged. While extreme weather events are not immediately preventable, their negative effects can certainly be mitigated through better water management, asserts Stoyan Mihov, head of the Freshwater Programme at WWF Bulgaria. Citing the example of floodplains, he points out in an interview with BNR that not all solutions need beehive tech. Extreme events like floods and droughts are entirely possible in every part of the world, including Bulgaria. Even in recent years, we have seen exactly this scenario, that of serious floods followed by drought. It all comes down to improving water management. 
because mechanisms exist to mitigate the impact of these extreme events, and they are very often based in nature. But, unfortunately, they are not yet well implemented, not only in Bulgaria, but in many other places in the world. An example of one such nature-based solution is leaving more space for rivers. When levees and obstacles are removed from the river's edge, during high water or floods the river can spill over into a wider area, temporarily flooding it and thus protecting any settlements below where the flooding occurs. At present, most rivers in Bulgaria are confined to narrow channels, where this natural function of flood risk reduction cannot be fulfilled. Yezi Kozira from the Institute of Soil Science and Plant Cultivation in Puławy, a city in eastern Poland, agrees that turning to nature can provide solutions. Kozira tells Polski Radio that while rising temperatures are leading to accelerated water cycles and therefore causing soils to more quickly drain of water, there are ways and means of making up for this. Plants are taking up water from the soil faster and faster. It is therefore unavailable to plants during the growing season. This can cause losses, but there are ways to deal with it. One basic method, and this is the future of agriculture, is irrigation farming. The second thing is to take care of the soil and increase its water retention by taking care of the organic matter, using organic fertilizers, which helps to retain the water for longer. Back in New York, RTV Slovenia asks Uros Brezhan, Slovenia's Environment Minister, where Ljubljana intends to focus its efforts in the aftermath of the New York Forum. Slovenia will make two commitments within the framework of the Water Conference. One within the first five-country cross-border biosphere reserve. Mura, Drava, Danube, where we will continue to restore ecosystems, aquatic ecosystems. And the second commitment relates to the Sava Commission, the Sava River Basin, where we have developed a unique flood warning system together with our partners, Croatia, Serbia and Bosnia and Herzegovina. We will now upgrade it to also offer protection against low waters, droughts and forest fires. With periods of severe drought or flooding affecting human health and happiness, as well as agricultural and industrial productivity, the ensuing water stress is likely to foster further conflict and instability around the globe. For this reason, ensuring peace and security around water sources is another of the EU's key goals. Let's hope it's an achievable one. That's all for this week. Join us again next week for more insight into the news as reported from around the EU. 